calamity. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And Rubin's son is racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing News and Results Podcast, episode number 2021, season 2, week 12. We are at the end of week 12 already of season 2. We're halfway through the iRacing year, Braden. How are you going, mate? I'm Wilco, by the way, Peter Wilco Wilkinson, and this is Braden Martin. How are you going, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Slowly recovering from this ever-lingering illness, but we'll get there. At least my voice sounds somewhat respectable this week. You'll be able to go back through history and, and listen to yourself and how bad you sounded or how good you sounded, depending on who you're talking to. That's so it. Very husky. It's really good. That's it. So welcome to the second uh, episode ever of us splitting the news and results out. And thank you for everyone who did listen to the news and results section for the podcast. It was really um, strange seeing how many of you actually just w- want to listen to us waffle on about nothing and, and, and say people's names and stuff. Uh, very, very... <laughs> surprising but thank you we actually thought the interviews were going to be the big one but the news and results is apparently more popular so thanks for that uh we are obviously from locked on lads and we are doing a podcast locked on iRacing uh thank you everyone who is joining it if you can go over to your favorite app of choice for podcasts and give us a review or a rating that would be even better uh share it with your friends share it on your facebook share it on your on your discord whatever you want to do that'd be great as well the more people we get listening to it the more content we can bring to you which is what we're really after in the long run uh definitely speaking of discords go over and check out our discord lockedonlads.com slash discord or check it out in the show notes i do always link it in our show notes so you can check it out there uh same with our facebook page is always in the show notes facebook.com slash lockedonlads will get you there as well uh go give us a like and a follow that really helps us get uh, coverage to other people and bring new people in it's a really good place to see some really cool stuff uh lastly also don't forget to check out ultimate dirt tv we are sponsoring them at the moment and we've got another big sponsorship apparently i talked about on the episode last week um with aussie car coming up for the new formula v season so keep an eye out for those two sponsorships that we're currently doing at the moment to help grow the community um but let's get into what we've been up to what we've been watching do you want to start with formula one because i didn't watch it yet you want to go on about the craziness that happened or not yeah, so I guess, yeah, I've been watching a little bit of motorsport uh, with the Formula Ones over the weekend. And first of all, shout out to uh, Azerbaijan and Baku being in uh, such a wonderful time zone for us Australians. <laughs> Actually being able to watch Formula One at a decent hour was was quite nice. I think it started at about 9.30 um, my time, Central Standard, uh, which was wonderful. But yeah, it was after the mind-numbing... Uh, single file uh, action at Monaco it was actually a really uh, quite an interesting race which was nice to see you haven't uh, caught any different. of it yet? No I haven't caught any of it yet I've been too busy actually yeah. I lie I haven't been too busy I've actually been doing other stuff besides <laughs> uh, working and and watching races and stuff I've actually been you'll have to listen to the Man Cave podcast which is uh, the other podcast we do with Locked On Lads and hear about what I've been up to, but it's not racing. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so no, it was it was good. It was good racing all throughout. Um, it, it's a surprisingly fun track to watch. Like it is still a street circuit, but there's obviously the big long straight, which gives you some chance to overtake. overtake. Um, you know, you see the massive slipstream they get without even having DRS open, and you know, you can make a pass by the time you get to turn one with the right run. Um, but then obviously I guess the main sort of event was uh, the tyres going. So first of all, 
uh, large stroll, losing his back left um, Pirelli hard, uh, going down the straight, and which was pretty dangerous. Um, I'm sure you've seen the crash at least, Wilco. No, I haven't seen anything. <laughs> oh, you literally, you literally have not seen anything. <laughs> so yeah, obviously yeah. that put him into the wall, um, and they didn't seem like they were too worried about um, tire life, and they were told that the, the hards should last for forty laps, you know, pretty easily. Um, and then Max Verstappen, obviously, just four or five laps, I think it was, or maybe even less, from uh, taking the win, uh, had a, the same back left tire just capitulate and sent him crashing into the wall as well uh which obviously left um uh perez uh which was good to see two red bulls being able to take it up to the uh, mercedes for once um rest in peace yep. alex album uh you know being able to see them sit up the front and really dictate the race after you know not a great pit stop from uh mercedes uh you know, they had to keep him in a little bit longer due to, I think it was one of the Alpha Tauris coming past, but I think they released him still way too late. Um, yeah, so to get the two up the top and then Perez sort of led them around and uh, Hamilton decided to yeet himself off at turn one after the after the restart uh, from cooking his brakes by accidentally leaving the brake magic on or not not exactly cooking his brakes, but definitely had the bias or something set ridiculous due to uh, trying to warm up the brakes. So, you know, it's just a mistake you don't expect from someone like Lewis Hamilton. You know, we, we talk about how much luck... Oh, I talk about how much luck he seems to have. Obviously, he's a phenomenal driver and you kind of can make your own luck sometimes. But uh, lately, it just seems like things have been falling his way for him to make such a strange mistake or, you know, accident, um, whether it was that he bumped the brake magic back on or not, uh, is is pretty crazy. And in terms of the championship, you know, thank goodness, because both him and... Um, Verstappen obviously get no points out of this race and it keeps the championship well and truly alive. Yeah, which is really good to see. That's what we all want to see. Um, we do have a thousand things to talk about tonight. Yes. So let's let's move into the actual iRacing itself, the virtual version of it. Uh, now, quickly, we'll, we'll discuss Aussie Car at the end as a, as a team before we go into the news and results and get to the actual results later on of Aussie Car. But... You tried an oval, mate. Again, you just a glutton for punishment. I did, and this time it was punishment because, yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. I uh, fell into an actual top split this time. I wasn't lying about it like I was last time. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there was a guy, bloke in there with seven k i rating, another with five, another with four, and I was just well out of my depth. But I managed to qualify like eleventh or something along those lines. Um, but I was being this super... is the Arca series, wasn't it? Yeah, in the Arca series, that's right. Um, but, you know, I was going backwards pretty quick. Um, I was just being way too conservative. I really was just doing it to try and get my safety rating up in the hope that I can uh, clear D-class. I'm only here for SR. Yeah, literally. So I wasn't too worried about, <laughs> I wasn't too worried about uh, losing I rating or any of that sort of stuff. Um, so I wasn't too fussed at letting people through. But, yeah, unfortunately, uh, and a very grumpy American decided to forget where his brake pedal was and... Just didn't use it and rear-ended me and spun me around and put me straight into the wall, which uh, gave me pretty bad damage. Uh, so I got it back into the pits, and I don't know if I didn't tick fast repair properly or it switched off or something happened where my fast repair didn't take. Um, and it started obviously doing the repairs, and it was like 35 minutes of uh, required repairs, and then I couldn't get 
out of the pits because it was a meatball. That makes and, it pretty hard. Yeah, so yeah. ended up having to just quit that race and coming in 18th. And it was on like lap 11 or something. I can't remember off the top of my head. So that was a bit disappointing. And then, yeah, the only other race, because I've been super, super busy with work stuff, unfortunately, was I jumped in and did a skippy around Long Beach, um, which honestly didn't go that well either, to be honest. I qualified third. <laughs> it was a super low top split. Um, I don't even know what the strength of field was, but I know it wasn't great. There you go. It was uh, 1,700. So super low strength Whoa, of field top split. Yeah, um, I, I honestly felt like I should have won it. <laughs> Uh, but just yep. pushed a little bit too hard. I'd basically done no practice at Long Beach and just decided, oh, I've, I've raced here for Aussie car. I'll just jump in and have a go. Qualified third, yep. uh, put myself into the wall slightly, which gave me a bit of damage, um, which saw me sort of lose a bit of time. Um, and then when some people were catching up to me, we had a bit of a checkup going through the fountain section and I didn't even get a zero X. Like I didn't even get anything, but going back and looking at the re- replay after the race, like my nose uh, was well inside the tire of wow. the car ahead of me. So I don't know. <laughs> we we had some problems at Long Beach with Aussie car with just like net code and, yeah. and meatball flags for everything. So I don't know if it's just a, a Long Beach problem. So sh- apologies to John Lott. I think, uh, that kind of ruined his race for him. So sorry, John, if you're out there listening, I do apologize. Um, but yeah, somehow managed to, this just goes to show the sort of strength of the strength of the field. My car was completely damaged and I was lapping basically the second lot slower than I was, uh, at the start of the race. And I was still able to basically hang on for fifth with not really getting any pressure put on me. So uh, it was nice. I still managed to gain a little bit of IR out of it, which was good, but, yeah, it was it wasn't great. And then yeah, yeah last yeah. night I did some uh outside of the car work. Yeah, I know, how good's that? So I, I sit near before the podcast going, I haven't raced since Aussie car, I've been really really bad and then I'm like, Oh hold on, I raced last night and, and you spotted for me. So thank you for spotting for me. Um I don't think so so look last night I I had to purchase the Porsche nine eleven RSR the GTE Porsche anyway. So I had to purchase it to race uh, for a bit of a test one for Jamie Skeller, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago. He was tra- testing out for the new uh, tracks enduro they've got coming up uh, at Hockenheim, hopefully soon. So uh, we did a bit of a test session with, I think it was about 15, 18 of us in there. Uh, I got myself a rival, Mark Evans, who absolutely annihilated me. <laughs> uh, I lost lost all three points to him, so I think it was fastest lap of the race, qualifying and, and result. Uh, he got all of them. Um, but, you know, I I qualified bad. I put a couple tyres off the track in the five-minute qualifying we had, unfortunately, which gave me a zero time, which hurt. Um, half the field did the same, so it was only five minutes. You really, really had to get it right. Uh, we did five minute warm up, which I felt like I was going okay, and then the race started and um, was doing okay. Just put the foot down on turn two a little bit hard, and um, tail flipped out a little bit, lost a bit of momentum, and got tagged from behind, but survived. Um, but then, you know, just let people pass when I didn't wasn't really. Well, I was I was concerned that they were going to hit me. I I you know didn't I knew I wasn't fast, but. Just wanted to stay on the track and got back and then um, I guess found a little gap and then started chasing someone down. There was probably three of us in a group, I think, there at one stage and um, chasing Rodney down in particular and Rodney did the same thing I did, but he, uh, coming out of the second last corner, the 
in the stadium section, the big hairpin there, and um, put the foot down a little bit early, got on the dirt and went sideways, and I was behind him, and I just hit him at the wrong angle and spun him. So I left, wait, waited for him to to get right and then let go again, and then I got past him again, and then um, that was it. We were in a pretty, pretty big was about 14, 15 seconds behind the rest of the field and, you know, 20 seconds ahead of Rodney by the end of the race, so there wasn't really much going on, but very consistent. I think every lap was about 1 minute 40, except for the ones where I went slightly off. Yeah, you certainly uh, made my job as a race. spotter very easy because there wasn't a lot of cars <laughs> around you for the majority of the 15 minutes, no. so... I was almost was tempted it, to so. jump in and ghost ghost your car just for a little bit of fun, but yeah, yeah, that's it. And and look, I was off off the pace, and I think one of the things they 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 mentioned at the end was you know they probably got to do something about the one X's because people were going real wide on turn one on the kink, um, and, and keeping their momentum up, which sort of yeah kept it going. I had one one part where I got ahead of like I got some momentum on a guy, and I just found myself on the wrong side of him and ran out of room on the and there was a wall all of a sudden in front of me and I was off track and um, had to pull that back up and pull back in behind him before I did that. But we saw today in the Discord, Jamie Skeller put up a thing of <laughs> he did the same thing and found himself on the outside running out of road, but he put the foot down. I was, and, um, <laughs> I was just going to say, if, you, if you're talking about the wrong side of uh, the places, definitely head into the Discord and check out Jamie's video. I've been basically trying to yeah. make an overtake through the grass on, on the outside. It was, uh, in a Porsche. It was very gutsy. So, yeah, it was so he ended up yeah in the dirt and and spun and he took out both of them so and I I remember seeing the the green car I think it was Mumford on the side of the road when we went past and I think that was from it um, but yeah it was good fun um, definitely definitely look out for that but yeah I failed pretty miserably but I didn't put any practice in so that's okay um, <laughs> but yeah we did Aussie car we did final race of the season we went to Oran Park and we did the short uh, what's it, the South Track yeah I think so yeah forty five second lap. Um, which pretty much is all of it, bar the the figure eight, the the, the other part of the figure eight. It's just the zero part of it, the O part of it. Yep. And um, yeah, you pretty much cut across just at the just before pit exit, and jump uh just on just after the bridge. So that was fun. And then we did the full Grand Prix circuit after that. I had a fairly consistent race, I guess you could say, and it was better than the last couple of weeks I've had. Uh, qualified badly again but didn't go backwards through the field this time. Uh, kept kept my position pretty well, but and then was pushing myself and getting through the field and, and sort of or staying behind the person in front of me, really, um, and just putting pressure on them and then just got wide on um, uh, the left-hander coming up to the flip-flop. Um, I can never remember the name of it, Foster's or something like that. It's the one you're going uphill, but... Lost it coming, put the foot down once again too hard. Skippy didn't have traction in the rear. Spun it, went off into the into the grass. Came back on, lost about probably fifteen se- seconds out of that, and went back about seven or eight, ten positions. So I was sitting about fifteenth. Went back to the mid twenties anyway. And me and Vic ploughed our way through the field for the rest of the sh- the short race, and ended up coming about eighteenth or something rather in 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 race one. Just one mistake. That was it. Everything else was actually really good and. Pulled some pulled some actual overtaking maneuvers. Um, Darren Lasso uh, pulled over, so Vic dive bombed him at, the, at turn one, and Darren Lasso went wide and let him go through. But that I'm like, here's my opportunity, and just went straight in behind Vic and um, got the position as well. But then Vic let me pass, and then um, yeah, we got right to um, Simon Dobner right at the end uh, with a lap 
to go. And I had a chance. I'm like, no, I, I'll, I won't get in here. I'm not close enough to get the dive bomb on turn one. And I end up, I was. He checked me up real big time um, just because of the way he breaks compared to where I break in there. And I could have easily gone down the inside of him and got that position. But um, yeah, sort of couldn't really push it to get the last last corner move done, which is pretty impossible with that short straight to the to the finish line. But uh, that was that was my race one. How did your race one go, Braden? <laughs> Yeah, it didn't go too bad. Uh, disappointingly, uh, stuffed my qualifying, which was really quite frustrating because I'd put in the best lap, I think, overall in practice on that track um, throughout the yeah, week. So I actually. actually was feeling relatively confident, at least to be able to maybe finally push for sort of a top five qualifying. Um, I felt like I had really good pace, but just, yeah, completely bottled qualifying. I ended up qualifying, I think, 15th. Um, which which wasn't great. Uh, but in terms of the race, I actually had a relatively decent race. Um, didn't really make too many mistakes or anything like that, and sort of pushed through the field. I managed to get up to ninth. Um, but definitely felt like I had the pace to be sort of that top five for once, which I don't yeah. normally feel like. So it was a little bit disappointing, I suppose. Uh, it was a bit of a what could have been race that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I did feel generally pretty comfortable um I, I noticed going trying to fight my way through the field that my line was very different to a lot of people which made it really hard to pass like i was getting some really good runs on people just into spots yeah. that are just impossible to pass um and just with that track in general to pass is pretty difficult on the full track um in most places uh let alone when you take out the big log straight um it's obviously pretty pretty tricky to find a move. So to get up six spots was good. Um, you know, to finish just under 10 seconds off the leaders uh, after finishing or starting that far back was good. But it was just a bit of a what could have been night, I suppose, uh, in that first race. Yeah, definitely. I feel the same, don't worry. Um, especially when you go to the second race. So once again, qualified poorly, ended up the back of the field. Um Went okay at the start, sort of felt like I was in pretty good rhythm, and then everyone started, and I I was fast compared to the people around me, which was the annoying part, so I kept on missing runs, not quite getting runs, not, not feeling confident on the tyres, so I didn't want to push the the point to pass people, and I figured everyone was going to pit the first two laps anyway, which they pretty much did. The only problem is I had Stafford and Stuart Crawford in front of me, and Stafford and me were roughly around the same pace, especially under colds. Once it got to warms, I definitely felt like I had more pace in him, but only fractionally. But I kept on making silly mistakes coming onto the final corner, which meant he would get he was slightly quicker than me coming onto the onto the uh, out of the final corner, which meant I was just far enough back to not be able to dive bomb him by the time we got to the first kink. Um, but I definitely had more pace than him coming into the second the actual corner, the second corner, um, which sort of was frustrating. Um, I couldn't quite get past him. I'm like, he's going to go pit, and he just didn't pit. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Um, back and forth all the way through, never got past him. And then four laps, five laps to, to go. I'm like, okay, I'm going to pit next lap. I'll undercut him because I know I'm faster than him on colds. I've had this a few other races before where I'm faster on him on colds. So I get a better outlap. So I'll do the undercut. Thinking about that, almost the same spot coming up before the flip-flop got the tire on the outside on the grass and just spun it just enough to lose momentum and then almost take out the cars that were leading on track at the time <laughs> that weren't in front. So I had to pull off on the flip-flop on the right-hand side to let 
um, Russell Clark and Alex McKellar go through and then got back on the track proper and pitted. Um, to my surprise, came out in front of Stuart Crawford, who was five or six seconds down the track when I went in up before I made the mistake. So he would have been 11 seconds down the track. So I don't know what happened there, but mm. he was about three or four seconds back on me. And then Stafford come out just um, uh, like 10 seconds in front of me, something like that. So I'm like in no man's land sitting in 19th or something or other. And here we go. And um, four, three laps to go. Um, Stuart slowly catching me up. And then I made a couple of mistakes and, Really, second lap, that last lap to go, I'd, I'd made a fairly solid mistake coming into the kink, uh, turn one, and then that that let Stewart get right up next to me, um, and Stafford was actually I'd closed like nine seconds in, I'd almost almost caught up right up to him, and Stewart went down the inside. Normally, I'd just give up there, and um, especially on on fairly cold tires, we'll have to go. I just give up the position, no problems at all, but. Sort of put the foot down and kept it going because I knew I had the inside for the next turn, turn three, the right-hander. And um, to my disbelief, Stuart actually couldn't get past me and pulled back and let, went back in line and sort of half made a mistake too, which gave me a second or so buffer. And then St- Stafford in my, um, like only a couple, half a second or so down the track, well then I think it was, but got down to the final corner and... Um, sort of couldn't get a run on him. He was like about a second ahead, so he must be about two seconds ahead at that stage. But I was really pulling back on him because I knew, like I said, I was I was better under Colts. Um, I think it's one of those things where all season I've been all all series, all of them. Um, I've always pitted consistently late, so I know what that car feels like with cold fronts and rear warm rears, and I like it. <laughs> and. I don't know what it is. So I'm starting to think maybe I need to stiffen up the rear. And that's my problem when I'm on colds is it's too loose. Mm. Um, and I'm used to that little bit stiffer bit. I don't know. I'm going to try and work on my setup a little bit later on. But I really do. Like I've always been fairly solid holding a position on the cold fronts and, and warm rears. So, um, yeah. But then up 18th or 19th or something again. Got 16th in the championship overall. And um, another race of what what ifs because you know i was i could i would have easily had those two positions covered because i lost six or seven seconds in that mistake and mm. you know six or seven seconds down the road would have been really good and you know season of what could have been with all those 24th and 28th and, and stuff like that to get 16th was still an amazing effort but yeah it could have been a lot better yeah but how'd you go in race two mate yeah not too bad i was slightly better qualifying i think i was started out of about 11th did a pretty conservative um qualifying lap obviously with the second race being just the one qualifying lap although i think we squeezed yeah. in two didn't we i, I squeezed in yeah, two, yeah i was gonna say i think we squeezed in two <laughs> so i put in the a first one i fuck i stuffed up i'm pretty sure i put in a pretty conservative first lap and then sort of went for it the second lap but i think i managed to get an off track from memory so uh yeah ended up down in p11 um managed to make up with a couple of spots throughout the race uh uh to get up nope actually just one spot i think ended up 10th so it was a net a net gain i suppose but again just uh i hadn't done any practice really at the full track um basically throughout the week i'd done about a handful of laps before we jumped into the actual official session uh at the start of the night i just had hadn't had time i was basically basing it off i've done oren park a fair bit before yeah. um and then yeah. hoping that 
well, I've practiced half the track, so as long as I remember the rest of the track, I, sh- <laughs> I should be okay. Um, yeah. So that was sort of the plan. I had some good battles with Jeremy uh, throughout the race, and then I think he sort of decided, all right, I'm just going to sit behind and get towed along um, by me. Uh, we stayed out really long. Um, well, at least, sorry, I stayed out really long, and then we caught back up um, at some point throughout the race, I think. Um well, that might have been... Actually, no, that might have been race one where we were battling. We were having a pretty good battle anyway at some point throughout the night, me and Jeremy. Um, and then, yeah, I sort of was just in, in no man's land. I was uh, chasing down, I think, James Chasty stayed out pretty long yeah, as well. Uh, so did. I was basically constantly about five you or six seconds behind him. I thought by staying out long, you actually came out in front of... Um, yeah, I came out in front of... Maybe McKellar. I think it was McKellar and Hedershide. Um, No, I think it was Clark and McKellar, actually. But yeah, and then you fell back, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. It was surprising where you came out. It was really good. Yeah, I could see it was frustrating because I could see I wasn't really putting in good enough lap times to stay up by myself without any toe. Um, But I knew that if I if I came in halfway through the race, it was kind of just a pointless thing. So I was basically banking yeah. on the fact that I'd be able to get my laptops down a little bit and that the leaders or would start to battle a bit and maybe slow down their yeah. lap times. And maybe that four or five seconds I could catch up over a few laps, um, which they kind of did a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't enough. So it was an okay round. It was a bit of a nothing round. Uh, could have been better, but yeah. Move on to next season. Okay. I ended up coming up seventh in the championship, which was I was pretty stoked with yeah, that. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um. Cool. So let's get into the news and results. Oof, uh, news. Sorry. News and updates because we've got so much to talk about. We do. Um. Not only is it week thirteen just started, so we've got a week thirteen schedule to go through, but we have patch notes already for the patch that I thought would have been out by now, but it's <laughs> apparently tomorrow night. So about just after this podcast releases, the patch will drop apparently. Yeah. I was hoping uh, to be able to which... jump in quickly and just drive the V around so we could have a bit of a perspective of what it's going to be like. But yeah, unfortunately recording yeah, we... a little bit earlier than normal uh, from now on. So uh, yeah, didn't quite get there. Well, no, unfortunately not, but let's go into the actual patch notes and there's a huge amount of stuff here. Now I'll, I'll preface it by saying, we're not going to go individual individual car changes. There is stacks of individual car changes. Okay, yeah. um, definitely go to the brand new forums and uh, check out the patch notes and uh, <laughs> see your favorite car and and what's going on. Yeah, the new forums are terrible, but anyway, we, we'll get on that in a second. I mean, I they look nice. Um, they look nice, but no, nothing's caught, carried forward. Um, they're not joined at all. So yeah. you could be posting in one. And and it's still, and not in the other, and you're missing stuff. That we're still having the stupid inbox thing that's not really working. And yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> and one of the things in one of the chats, so you can't change the background color to the font color at, the, at any stage. So if you yeah. don't like the dark perspective, which I don't know why you wouldn't, you're um, pretty much screwed. But anyway, uh, so team editing is now a thing. So if you're in team events, you can actually edit your team that you submit prior mm. to the race starting. Um, which is a pretty handy thing because I always get so panicky when oh. the person setting up a team. It's nerve-wracking. Like, Did I do it right? Yeah. I know before so the Bathurst you... 12 hour, our first endurance, we were like, all like, have we done oh. the teams right? Oh my God, what's going to happen? We're not going to be able to race? Oh, it was a disaster. Yeah. But yeah, so this this way you can edit it right up until the session starts, which is really uh, as an obvious change, but thank you for making the change. Uh, the pretty cool change of the paint shop is your actual... Um, 
car liveries will actually come through your custom ones and mm. your icons. Uh, so your helmets are now your actually custom ones as well and suits and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's a very neat change. I didn't think they'd be able to do that being two separate, you know, like things and they've brought it together really well and, and in the results screen and stuff like that as well. So you're going to see actual people's custom liveries, which will be really cool. But Four tire detection is now <laughs> implemented on the brand new Red Bull Ring, which we'll talk about in a sec, but also Spa. Yeah. The most terrible track. Like, if you even look at a curb the wrong way in Spa, <laughs> you get an off track and probably another one on the, on the corner after just to make certain. Yeah. Um, I've seen many races where 50x on a on a short race is is a very easy thing to rack up. We've got the Spa 24 hour coming up, so it makes sense that they're using it on that one. But the theory that they've talked about before was in this that if your car was half off the track that they designate as the track, you got an off track. This new detection model detects for all four wheels being off the track, mm. so you get a bit more width. So I see that as more open for of exploitation yeah especially on some of the tracks where you can get like it's it's tarmac yeah you're off the track Hockenheim so, ring, like, why are you even get, yeah why are you even bothering trying to you know hit the apex when you can just cut the apex as long as you've got a slither of one of the tires on the track mm. with this new one but it will be interesting to see because i haven't tested it yet so maybe it is this brand new cool thing that's going to show a bit more maybe they move the the circuit inside a little bit so you've got to actually be on the circuit rather than on the curb mm. i guess is is what they're going for my immediate thought um, comes to imagine when they do this to legacy silverstone and christian perez is driving his skippy around exactly. the track <laughs> he'll be he'll be in the infield cutting that corner <laughs> be able... you'll be able to you'll be able to take even more like half another half second off so <laughs> Look, it's it's only implemented on those two and certain cars yep. so skippy is one of the cars that they're implementing it for which is interesting to see. So we'll have to test it out and see See, give us feedback next week. But that is one of the big changes that's happening. Um, now, the AI. The AI has been to driver's school. And <laughs> um, not only are they coming to more tracks and more, more uh, variations of tracks, more layouts, and also more cars, um, but they've gone to uh, certain... They've taken a few courses at... at uni over the last couple of <laughs> last season and the first one's turn one horror stories and what you can learn uh the second one is alex foster's guide to pit stall entry and exit now this is one we found with um usa speedway where cars <laughs> were just they're, they're sideways they're confused they're backing into walls and couldn't get out so pete, i'm glad they've gone to alex foster's guide pete thought he had become the dale earnhardt jr of skippy driving <laughs> and then it turned out they were just all driving into the wall after <laughs> that's it um, the next course was how I learned to stop worrying and love the parade lap. <laughs> um, <laughs> the sides of your car and the things that are a 2021 uh, treaty on lateral perception. <laughs> um, and then the next one's handle with care, preventing rollovers on low track temperatures. Um, and then there's uh, the three essential steps to recovering your race line. Um, then there's locating pit entry, entry and exits in the wild. I don't know how that works, but um, I guess, I don't know. Anyway, we'll see how that one goes. Um, the next one's translating track corners, uh, track corners to wheel rotation. Um, there we go. So 
that's some interesting stuff for the AI. I'm glad they've been to school since the <laughs> last season. And um, and they're and- now able to work with the new Porsche 911 GT3 R, which we'll talk about, and the street stock as well. Um, and I guess a couple of shout-outs to some tracks. Um, you can now do the short version of Okiyama. Uh, Oran Park, you can do all the layouts except the North B. Alton Park, all circuits. Uh, Sukuba, all circuits. Um, and Lime Rock Park's added the chicane and the West Bend chicane. Uh, or chicanes and the West Bend chicane as well, as well as a couple of um, ovals. So it's definitely yeah. a, a big update for the AI and AI racing in general. Yeah, look, it adds heaps more value to the, to the iRacing itself when you can just do some AI races that are actually good quality. So definitely good. But the, look, the, the devs didn't stop there. They they took the pace car um, for a spin. And the sedan pace car now may now be selected to use on any and all track types, which is pretty handy. But the, the pace car has completed a rigorous course in stunt driving with the vehicle. <laughs> and has passed its final exam manoeuvres with flying colours, which is really good to hear. Uh, I still, after some extensive tutoring... What? I still yeah. love when you're, the pace car's just fanging it through everyone to catch up to the leader. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that still, that still uh, yeah. makes me laugh. It does. Um, so after some extensive tutoring uh, on states of matter, the pace car driver has is now less adept to driving through solid walls. Um <laughs> Fixed an issue where the sedan pace car's headlights would incorrectly be lit uh, while parked at the night tracks. Now, this is the sad one. They actually put a sad face in there. Um, Backfire effects have been removed from the sedan pace car. Not just sad face. It's a teary face. (laughs) A teary face. Yeah, sorry. So, look, I love the devs. They're having some great fun with this. But let's get back onto the more serious things. So, Skippy tyre model has changed slightly. So, the actual tyre itself. Yeah. They're talking about... They're, they've separated the sidewall of the tyre to the tread of the tyre. So they actually degrade differently. So if you get side-to-side contact now, it's not just, okay, your rubber's, the, your rubber's different, like your traction's different. It's actually the sidewall takes damage now, mm. which I assume will lead to flat tyres more often. Yeah. Um, but they've, they've basically said it'll give more realistic uh tie to tire and tie to wall contact than what it did before because it's just before it was just like sweet you bump tires no problems it's just like it's the same as basically wheel spinning locking it up or anything like that yep. from what i understand um so now it's actually going to cause damage to that wall of the tire which will be oh, i'm scared <laughs> yeah i really am so what's this gonna do to um I, I used to enjoy oh yeah cool we just bump tires no problems going on it'd be interesting to see what actually uh, how how much more fragile those rear tires going to be? Yeah, so um, they've done that on the Arca car, the Audi um, TCR car, the RS3 LMS, the Dallara yeah. IR18, and then the Indy Pro 2000 PM18, as well as the Skippy. So a few cars yeah. that have added that. Sweet. And uh, the new damage model is coming to the new Skippy. Uh, sorry, Skippy Formula Vs when they come out, uh, and also the street stock. Yeah, um, which was weird because, like you said earlier, you would hope that they were bringing a new car to the new damage model. It would make it would make sense. Yeah, um, but obviously Porsche, um, Porsche isn't getting it. So I don't know. Anyway, they've made a change. They've they've changed smoke. Okay, smoke and dust will now linger more, and there's different effects to it. They've they've weakened some of the stuff, so it's a little bit more realistic, I guess, is what they were going for. 
but you can't remove smoke from your graphic settings anymore, which is, look, it's handy. Cheaters. You're all cheaters. Yeah, you are all cheaters. Because <laughs> if you're if you you're stuck with it, you want to know that everyone else is stuck That's with it. That's right. So, um, but they have changed a few things it, to the fact that smoke will react differently if the air is moister. Yeah, so, it's pretty intense. That's why I said that. So, look, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited to see what it looks like. Hopefully, fairly soon. Um, but that is the patch notes. That's our quick, Ooh. rough guide to the patch notes. Sort of. You did forget the new content. What have I missed? Oh, new content! That. <laughs> um, so obviously we had some new tracks. Dro- yeah, obviously we had some new tracks drop. So we got uh, Chicago. Now I can't remember if it dropped before we recorded last week, but I know yeah, if it did, and it was very soon it was literally, after. Yeah, it was one of those things that we dropped the podcast. Chicago dropped. Yeah, so there was the Chicago Street Circuit. I haven't had a chance to drive it, and I'm sure you haven't had a chance to drive it either. But I haven't had a quick look at a yeah. couple of videos. It does look interesting, somewhat. Um, it looks pretty basic. Lots of uh, 90 degree right angle turns, which is yeah. kind of cool. Reminds me a little bit like of a Adelaide. Eight. Yeah, it looks like a figure eight without the actual crossover part. Yeah. So the actual, the, 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 the tracks meet and then turn away from each other, but it's a very square eight. Yeah, it's definitely like it's a bit of a digital. Four Indianapolis, two, sorry, two Indianapolis's put together. <laughs> yeah. but you turn the other way at one stage. So. Yeah, so it's an interesting um, looking track. One, I'm really excited. What was that? Sorry. It's wide. It is wide, yeah. From what I tell, extremely bumpy. Yeah. <laughs> it's one you don't want to have the full force feedback on when you're racing around. Definitely. And then there's uh, one that I'm kind of excited to see, which is the Red Bull Ring. Um, although not yes. technically added yet, seems like they're going over some final licensing agreements with um, advertising signs and things like that. But obviously it's yeah. been scanned and is ready to go. Just needs to be actual, given the all clear. Um, but I'm excited yeah, about Red Bull Ring. I think it'll be Ring. one of those ones... I think it'll drop week one, like halfway through week one kind of thing, maybe even week two, um, which is what they had a couple of seasons ago, I think, with one of the new tracks where it wasn't quite ready for week one or week 13 or week one, but yep. they did release it not long after. So Yep. Uh, we also got yeah. uh, the Nashville Super Speedway, and I've seen some debate from a few people about <laughs> whether this is a Super Speedway or not, but... Um, I think it's technically classified as a super, super speedway or the oval people are going to be burning my uh, front of my house down with pitchforks or something for, if I got that wrong. But um, it's a concrete yep. oval. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, and then we've got a few new cars. So the SCCA spec model Ford has been completely reworked. So practically a new car from what I can tell. Uh, we got yep. the VW Beetle Light, uh, the new Rallycross car, uh, come through. Obviously, we've got the Formula V, which seems to be getting a lot of people excited. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where Cameron Dance decided to chuck in a photo of him in his real-life Formula V that he must have been driving at once upon a time, the old uh, Jack Daniels machine, Bastard. just to show how much he's going to smash everyone in Aussie car. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then the new GT3 car, the Porsche 911 GT3R. Yeah, and we've also got I shoot I didn't see it in the patch notes, but um I didn't really look for it that much, but eight cars to a field yes. when you do your own race. That's so, correct, yeah. Because of that. So if you want to do GT threes you can do that. Uh but let's quickly go on to the schedule for week thirteen, which you're probably well and truly into right now. Uh ovals, which I've just found out I'm only one MPR away from getting my um, MPR done for ovals, and then I'll kick out to A class. So I Very should nice. be doing one of these, the NASCAR iRacing Class B series. 
Uh, but yeah, all the NASCAR iRacing um, C's fixed and C's not fixed and B open are all going. So, so week 13 stock car challenge. I guess we should preface to people that maybe are new to iRacing. I know there's a lot of new uh, listeners and a lot of new racers around the place that week 13 is a bit weird. Some races are official yeah. and means you still can lose I rating and safety rating and things like that. Um, and then there are some fun series that you don't have that uh, damage to your I rating and your safety yes. rating and things like that. So the ones uh, you just started talking about then, Wilco, were the offic- official ones. Yes, so these are official ones. These will cost you SR and, and IR if and sanity. you go badly in them. So And sanity, yes. Yeah. Uh, the road, uh, there's a, the Mazda Cup, I'm uh, pretty sure that'll be the different track every day. I haven't seen a closer look at that, but... Yeah. Um, as the Cup usually does that. Ferrari GT3 Challenge will be probably the same in the Porsche Cup Series as well, the same. So they all have a week 13 for the road officials. Yep. Uh, dirt ovals, we have the week uh, 13 Dirt Street Stock, Stock Challenge. Also the Dirt Car Ump UMP uh, Modified Fixed. Uh, and the Dirt Road Rallycross, the, the Rallycross Series and a Rallycross Light Series as well. Yeah. Um, and then we got the fun series. Take us through the fun series because these are exciting. Yeah, so the oval series is pretty standard. Uh, you got the pickup cup, which is obviously the the trucks uh, going around, yep. and the Delara Dash, which is one of the old Indy cars from memory. I think it's the DW12. I think. Um, I and... think there's actually two Delaras in that one from memory. Okay. When I've done it before. Yep. Yeah. So you got a. Couple... It's nuts. <laughs> you got a couple of different things there, and they're normally um, fanging around some ovals, uh, going a bit crazy, which is always interesting. Uh, you've then got now that I've lost my uh, the page there. there we go. Yeah, the carburetor cup, um, and then the the road cars. So you've got the thirteenth week tube frame twister, the Arca cars. So uh, you've got the Arca cars going around on um, some road courses, and this is the one I'm kind of interested to see. Yeah. So the thirteenth week battle of the little wings. So you've got the Formula Vs which we're still waiting to get yeah uh (laughs) up against the skip barbers the usf 2000s and the formula redo 2.0s so you've got the four cars there um vying at it for the battle of the little wings so (laughs) multi-class open wheel craziness which is going to be interesting yep um and then you've got a 13th week ridiculousness um which is the which is also going to be pretty crazy. So you've got the LMP1 <laughs> cars, so the Porsche LMP1s, the GTEs, GT3, GT3 Cup car, um, and the GT4. And GT4. So another crazy um, multi-class. Um, but cup. let's get into the real highlight yes. of the week. We'll, it's like <laughs> iRacing has been listening to the podcast and said, Wilco, you've had a rough season. We need to give you a little present. Uh, Do you want- let's get into this. Okay, so Dirt Oval. Fun week is this week. It's called Mud Skipping. Skippy Barber on Dirt Ovals. <laughs> so go check it out. Have a bit of fun. See what you think and preview what's coming to Aussie Car in the near future. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's got to. Um, um, so then there's also some new content and features, which is the shiny new shakedown, which is the Formula Vs, which aren't out yet. <laughs> um, the Spec Racer Ford uh, has got an iRacing SRF challenge. Uh, we've got the Silly Send It, which is a 1987 and the Next Gen Cup Car series. I want to see that. That would be crazy. I want to watch that stuff. Uh, GT3 Challenge uh, is a fixed race. And the Music City Mayhem uh, is a super late models uh, racing series that they've got up. Yep. 
So we'll have some stuff to talk about next week, I can tell you right now, because I'm definitely spending a lot of tomorrow doing silly things on <laughs> racing. So yeah. I can't wait. I'll um, have to try and squeeze in some time to just try some of these crazy races. I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, jumping in one of those Battle of the Little Wings races and uh, driving the skippy around and being sort of in that mid mid battle between not yeah. fast enough to be the top car, but also <laughs> hopefully fast enough to lap around some uh, Formula Vs. But I think still it's going to be a Formula Renault 2.0 just because <laughs> something like that. Yeah, so it should be it should be really cool. Okay, so we've got a little treat for you this week in the news. We're moving on to the next section of the news, which is. Alex John takes out the season title for Aussie Formula Skip Barber, and we had a sit-down chat with him. So let's go listen to what Alex John had to say about winning the Formula Skip Barber series. Take it away. And welcome, Alex John, to the podcast. How are you going, sir? Yeah, good, good. Uh, enjoying a week off, eh? Between seasons and uh, looking <laughs> forward to the new content coming on iRacing. Week off, mate. You fast guys can enjoy a week off. We just, it's a full on week of practice for us slow guys. <laughs> um, congratulations on winning season seven of Aussie Car, mate. Well done. Yeah, thanks. It was a, a surprise because it looked like a, I mean, I joined in two seasons ago and it looked like a stacked field. And then this season that just gone looked like a even more stacked field. Um, so yeah, I was, I was pretty chuffed because I've been racing with those guys for a long time and, oh. I, I've never gotten close to beating them, so so it was a nice surprise. Yeah, to Definitely. hold one over them for at least a season or so now. <laughs> yeah, I got that psychological edge uh, definitely on a couple <laughs> of them. What what was it that drew you to Aussie Car those couple of seasons ago? Um, oh, we you know all us guys in the the top split slash Milo um, Discord group we all used to race super skips uh, five or six years ago. Um, you know, quite quite similar to this series. And when Aussie Car came along, I, th- I think it was uh, the couple of the Milo boys, Russell and and Ben um, Beatty, Paul Beatty. He uh, yeah. he got in on it, and so you know we saw that it was building and turning into something really competitive. And um, and not only that, but the racing itself looked you know clean and respectful, and and that's uh you know really hard to find in a league so when we saw that we thought we'd give it a crack and uh, we've really enjoyed it so far and what was your sort of first impressions did you basically notice that straight away uh i think even in the uh the two seasons that i've done it's improved um it's it's just getting better and better uh, but yeah definitely um the racing has been been really good and right throughout the field as well because you know you, you have some bad qualities and you've got to come try, try and come through the field and and everybody, um, you know, from top to bottom is respectful and, and races clean and fair. So, um, you know, it's, it's been great. Now, obviously, Wilco said that you were the champion for season seven. Uh, what was your most enjoyable victory out of this season? Uh, the, uh, the, the Oran Park round, uh, not the Oran Park round, the, um, the Alton Park round. Alton Park, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a real surprise because... I rarely ever get pole. Like you, my my average quality for the season was tenth place, and and then I have to make up for my really poor qualifying through <laughs> better, you know, better sort of racecraft, I guess. Um, but yeah, to, to put that on pole in the first race and then sort of march away thanks to a bit of battling, I think it was um, Alex really didn't want to give up second place to I think it was either Chasty or or Scott might have been Chasty. Um, you know, so that helped. Good, a good teammate there helped me out. Uh, 
yeah, runaway win. That was that was really awesome. He loves a good fight, Chasty, doesn't he? He does also love a second place. Um, so, obviously, that one was a bit of a runaway victory. What were some of the really good battles you had throughout the season? Anyone in particular? Um, yeah, I had some really good battles with, uh, I think it was Josh, uh, your, your um, fellow teammate. He's, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a surprise because, uh, correct me, but it was his first season, uh, this season just gone, yeah? So I'd, yeah, it was. Yeah, I hadn't seen him before, and um, yeah, I remember he was up there at at uh, Daytona, I think, or doing yep. doing reasonably well, and um, he was pushing me as well at Alton. Indianapolis, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Indy, yeah, and um, and then in this, this last round as well, he was quick again. So uh, he is probably the standout, but also Scott. Um, you know, he really took a step forward this season, and I. You know, in the race, I actually let him pass um, at Indy, thinking, oh, yeah, he's going to just get up and battle. Uh, I think it was Chastity was in front of me or, or, or Daniel. And I thought, oh, yeah, he'll just battle and, and I'll be able to wait for the, pick up the crumbs and uh, <laughs> and then put some pressure on it at the end. But he was so damn quick. He just, he, I let him pass and then he just drove away from me. So, <laughs> um, yeah, there was a lot of really surprising efforts from, from a lot of um, the new guys coming up. So, yeah, really there was good. definitely. Definitely some big improvers this season. I know. Oh, I remember Josh racing with him and a few officials back around Christmas time, and we were similar pace. He was probably maybe a little bit quicker than me, and then he came and joined us for this season. I saw his I rating had gone up by like fifteen hundred, <laughs> and um, and he was just super fast. So yeah, super impressive. And I think Scott and Daniel Hedershide both had much better seasons than last seasons as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's good to see that you're back for next season. I think I saw you in the entries list for the upcoming season. What are your thoughts on the changes that Ira has made to the to the league this season? I'm really, really happy that I don't have to learn two tracks a week anymore. Because, <laughs> man, that was uh, like a, a difference to my racing this season as well. It's just been I put in a heap of practice, and yeah, um, yeah doing doing two tracks. Oh, that trying to learn both Indy layout when they're not even at all similar. You know, going opposite directions. That was a nightmare. <laughs> Um, yeah. But but that aside, it was a good challenge this season. But you know that aside, um, you know the track selection looks really good. The entry list looks insane. I think well, we're up to nearly forty cars or something in the yeah. official entry list. Um, so you know it's nearly nearly getting to the point where they're going to have to do a pre quality or something. I, I don't know. So it's it's going to be completely different. Big tracks. Um, yeah, it's it's the entry list is the thing that's really scaring me. That is the upside to the big tracks this season, as Ira said. There's a lot of people that can't do every single race, so we, we should be maxing out, hopefully, and not having to do the free quality, but we will see. Now, I see you um, you are learning two tracks a week because you've put your name up for Formula Vs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So, well, I mean, the Formula Vs, maybe we can just go and sneak into some of the rookie races and cause a bit of havoc down there. So yeah. get, a, get a little bit of sneaky race practice in during the week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, you, you I'll let Braden go. I did tell him I was going to let him, let him lead, and I just jumped in. So you keep going, Braden. <laughs> I was just going to say, um, how do you think the different points uh, system will affect the races this season, especially you know for someone like yourself who was super consistent all throughout um, most of the season to get that top victory? Do you think uh, the changes in points will have any effect on drivers like yourself? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I like the 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 points changes. I like the, the idea that the longer race, um, 
you know, bears a bit more weight to, to the result, especially being that in, in that race you can, um, you know, you can do a little bit worse in quality, but really apply a little bit of race strategy through the pit stops and everything. So I think you sort of deserve a little bit more if you can, you know, pull, pull one through in that race and get a good result. Um, uh, overall, I'm sure, you know, the fast guys are still going to be up there, but it's, you know, it's nice to, there's a bit more of a reward as well for, for, you know, a top, I think it's the top five, is it, to get the, the extra two points or yeah. maybe yeah, top the top five. ten? Yeah, top five. So I think that's nice. And no safety cars to mess around with uh, my awful strategy half the time. So that's always nice. Yeah, the, the safety cars, that's, uh, they're either fantastic or they're <laughs> the absolute bane of your race. Yeah, it's definitely been the bane of my most of my races when there's been a safety car, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, I still think that was the scariest moment of my Aussie car career when I was found myself sixth after the restart at Hoppenheim, <laughs> surrounded by a sea of green, just going, oh no, this is not going to end well. And then trying to let through like, about <laughs> All six the pink and blue cars. Yeah, oh, well. you, you made a mistake. You should just make your skippy as wide as you can. Yeah, I should have, but I didn't. I learned that lesson for next time. And I learned that. I, I took it to Oran Park this week, so... As soon as Stuart Crawford, I would have usually let him get by, but I went, no, it's stuff this, I'm fighting for this, and, and yeah, held him <laughs> off, which is good. Oh, so yeah, we're up to the part where, sorry, this is a, like I said, we're, we're still trying to work this out, but is there anyone you want to thank for the season so far? You, obviously not the Milo or the, the um, Top Slip Boys, because they get enough thanks, but who, who do you really want to thank this season? <laughs> oh, no, look, I think um, on the broadcast, I thanked Ira, and you know, you really have to thank him. He's put together a great series. Um, you know, great to see where it's going, but um, just all the races. Just like I said, uh, racing anyone in the field, front front to back, um, it's been super clean and respectful. So you're never really coming out of a race going, "Oh, that was really crap," or you know, something really stupid happened. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's great to have a bunch of guys that all are respectful and, and give each other room and, and know how to race properly. Speaking of that, how often when you're practicing with Russell Clark, do you get spun around by him? <laughs> no, well, the trick is to try and put yourself at the opposite side of the track when you're, um, you're racing <laughs> Russell because anything can happen. And I don't know if you does. managed to catch my Twitch <laughs> clip that I chucked in the Aussie car chat on, from the practice on uh, Saturday, but... Uh, yeah, I, he spun in front of me while I was finally going to break through the 144s or 154s, whatever the time is around uh, Gillies. <laughs> and uh, I was just praying he was going to be able to escape in time before I got to him, but it wasn't to be. <laughs> Straight to uh, the side of him. <laughs> Russell, Russell's bane, yeah. I mean, he spun in front of Alex in the last race at um, Oren, and, and they probably would have been fighting for the one, you know, one two. And yeah. I think, yeah, Alex, I don't think Mikella won a race this season. So, um, really? Anyway, it was. Yeah, it was all... No, he mu- he must have won. He won the first race at Iron, that's right. But uh, he was keen to do the double. Yeah, he was keen to do the double. And <laughs> and uh, anyway, he wasn't too upset with Russell. Yeah, he's definitely a fast, fast, fast man. But yeah, he definitely didn't have the best of seasons, I guess. Um, but yeah, so looking forward to seeing what you two come up with next season and with all the new, uh, the, the even more stack field coming through, it's going to be a very, very interesting season. Are you looking forward to going back to the Speedway? Yeah, I, the, the Speedway was a complete lottery, wasn't it? I, I was yeah. um, 
stoked to get third, especially when I missed. I had um, VR troubles in the the heats, so I didn't mm. even get to do my heats. Um, yes. Yeah, no, I had a. I just had a blank headset, so I finally got on, and I think I did one lap at the end of the heat just to make sure it was all working. And um, yeah, then it was just foot down, uh, pedal to the metal. Because the the practice races we did on the Monday and the Tuesday was like uh, every single race I was in the wall because you just clip someone's wheel or something, and then it just spit yeah. you out to the right. So it was a real surprise that actually we even got through the whole race without a yellow. Yeah, that was my whole strategy but um yeah didn't play out at all really <laughs> my race um but yeah look thank you so much alex john for joining us tonight. and congratulations again so uh obviously a, a major we talked going into this how stacked the field was this year and for you to come out on top is an amazing effort and good luck coming back next year uh anything any last words you want to say to your competitors come on uh, no look we're just uh top split we're ready to go again we're gonna bring it to the v's as well so um you know bring it on there's a lot of names that i don't actually know in the entry list so i'm really uh interested to see how it goes yep so we have added a little bit of green to chastis car to help him get that bit faster too so keep an eye out <laughs> for that one uh thank you very much alex we'll catch you probably next time or sometime during the season to see how, how things are going with the the reigning champ but uh yeah thank you for giving us your time tonight and we'll talk to you again soon bye no worries thanks guys and thanks for joining us there, Alex. That was a really good chat, and congratulations again. And well done to everyone who participated in Aussie Car Foggles Gift Bar. It was a great season, which leads us into Season 8 news. Uh, there's been 38 people register so far for Season 8 of Formula Skip Barber, and I think it's 28 for Formula Vs at this stage. 32, up to 32. 32. There you go. That's the latest numbers hot off the press. So congratulations to everyone who decided to jump in and welcome to all the new people. I uh, look forward to seeing uh, the, the big numbers, how that settles down with everyone going into Season 8 and Season 1 of Formula V. So we look forward to bringing that to you. But well done, Ira and Aussie Car, on a great sign-up for for uh, the, the series, uh, which then takes us to the fact that Locked On Racing, that's us. <laughs> Locked on Racing, making big moves yet again in the news. Uh, acquired Black Sheep Racing from Aussie Car Formula Skip Barber. So Black Sheep Racing is Leon Williams and uh, Jeremy Bush. There, Leon and Jeremy have been around for a very long time. Black Sheep Racing is one of the oldest teams in Aussie Car Skip Barber. Uh, Jeremy has done some of the biggest improvements in Aussie Car over the last couple of years. Uh, now fighting, as we talked before, with people like Braden in the top 10 very, very consistently. Also got uh, the pleasure are, of being punted yep. by me at the Nürburgring. So, fun fact. That's it. <laughs> fun fact. Um, and, and and fun fact, Leon Williams was a person who ran up my rear because I stayed in neutral <laughs> in Phillip Island, the very first in Euro, <laughs> and um, didn't get off the start-finish line. We both took each other. Oh, he took me out. And, uh, yeah. Good times. So, we now check check first gear so look we've had a very close relationship with uh, with leon in particular uh for a very long time and uh we have purchased them uh for, for for a sum of money because they're very much undervalued at the moment they're coming along very, very well but locked on racing it, it, the, basically they're going to keep black sheep racing as the name they're keeping the livery mostly uh there's adding some pink to it and a few logos to do with locked on lads and locked on podcast as well locked on racing podcast but they'll be known as locked on uh black sheep racing going forward and racing in formula v's and formula skip barbers uh as a good oh that's an extra two people for the team so 
That gets us back up the four teams in Formula Skip Barber after losing two people uh, where we've lost Vic to Formula Vs uh, to help out over there. And unfortunately, Josh Fidge Johnston has stepped away just for the meantime while he focuses on some other stuff in his life at the moment because he just doesn't have the time to commit to Formula Skip Barber. So, well, with the Aussie car anyway. So thank you very much for your efforts, Josh. But let's head into the race results. Let's start with Aussie Car because we've talked about it enough already, but let's get to your actual official results in two very, very good races, which, well, take us through race one. Yeah. Braden, what happened? So race one saw Alex McKellar get the win. Um, a pretty consistent season um, from McKellar, always sort of up around the start, uh, up around the top rather. Um, has had some unfortunate things happen throughout a couple of races. Um and like I think he said from his own admission um, at one point, just not quite the consist, well, not quite the standard that he would like for himself um, in all of the races. But overall, a really good season. Uh, James Chastanoff, Chasty, managed to get second, which is becoming a bit of a common theme for Chasty. He does does like always to always the bridesmaid. Yeah, he's always the bridesmaid. Um, and from uh, Alex John, so he managed to split the podium from the two top split racing uh, drivers. And look, to, to be honest, James really pushed Alex for most of that. That was shop swapping yeah. lead almost every lap. And it really came down to who wanted to give up the position to for that last corner. And ended up Alex had the lead going to the last lap, but then was able to hold it at turn one yeah. by bat, right, racing a very defensive line. And it was a really good battle right to the finish. Yeah. Uh, so well done, you two. And I think uh, James obviously had the worry of Alex John behind him, if, knowing if he made one little slip up, he was going to end up behind both top split cars, and then he would have a real trouble trying to get to the get to the lead. So yeah, exactly. tricky race. Uh, Daniel Hedishide and Russell Clark round out the top five. Um, some notable finishes. Um, I guess Jeremy up at, for a top 10 was good. Dennis Hancock, good to see him back up and pushing for that top 10 uh, in 11th. Ben Snell down in 12th, something we're not so used of. Um, I think he might have buggered up his qualifying, I think, because I think he started around yeah, where I did. did. Um, and then he gained positions, yeah. And then he threw but himself he, he into the, out. he threw himself into the wall coming out of the last turn uh, in front of me, which was uh, yeah, not good to see. Um, and then yeah, unfortunately for Donald, Scott, and Nathan Verney, all having issues throughout that race and uh, finishing in, in the last three spots, uh, which took us on to yeah. We- we're not allowed to talk about Scott and Donald anymore. I posted a picture in the <laughs> Discord of how Formula Vs were made and uh, and it showed that crash. And yeah. yeah, he asked me to take it down straight away. And he flew it. Yeah, anyway. so, but he bounced back in race two, didn't he? He did Very bounce back in race two. He managed to uh, take away the win in, in another really good race. So uh, Chastanov stayed out, uh, stayed out long. Um, and unfortunately, yet again, was the bridesmaid. But it was a, another interesting race to see you know, whether he was going to be able to pick up enough time staying out there by himself, whether the leaders were going to battle. Unfortunately for um, uh, Russell and oh. Alex McKellar, uh, they came... They did battle. Yes, they came <laughs> together. Um, With about two laps to go, I think it was. Two. It wasn't it was, much. Um, Russell just... Yeah, put the Russell put the foot down a little bit too hard coming out of the final corner and spun, and Alex was just had nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, Russell was out of the race, but Alex could go on. But all of a sudden, short, Scott's come around the corner and found himself in first place. That's right. And, and with Chastity coming out of the pits right behind him, so yeah, 
Um, yeah, it was an interesting little finish to the race, and Ben Steele coming back in third to finish off the podium. But yeah, keep going with a break. Yep. Donald Sabano, Alex John rounding out the top five. Um, Doyle, Hedishide, Mikella, Fidge Johnson, and myself uh, for the top ten. Um, and and honestly, down from there, it was kind of regular sort of positioning. There wasn't any regular, any old, yeah, it wasn't old. anyone crazy uh, making up big positions. Um, Scott Harvey had a good race, finishing in fifteenth. Um, but yeah, down to twenty six drivers for this one. But looks like it's going to be big fields uh, for next season. So as we said, Alex John took away the series. So well done to him again. Uh, he took it away from Alex McKellar, his teammate, on five forty seven. So thirty points behind. Uh, Chasty managed to squeeze in for third um, after sitting second for quite a while. Is that right? Or was he? No. Yeah, he's sitting second. Then he dropped the fourth. fourth yeah. Just at the end, he came into this round fourth and unfortunately to scott's um with scott's incident he dropped back down to uh third yeah uh, sorry he jumped up to third i think at one stage he was almost even second yeah um but mckella mckella got there i don't even know how that works so there must have been an adjustment for some reason but he was when i first checked up thing he, he was down at second and yep. um but yeah then it updated to third so yeah so well done, done to them to him uh scott Bar, uh, Barton fourth, Daniel Hadashard fifth, Russell Clark sixth, Sean Doyle seventh, uh, four points ahead of me in eighth, uh, Matthew Mites ninth, and <laughs> Donald Sabanel rounding out the top ten. Uh, so yeah, some notice- notable mentions: Ira Felberg, another consistent season in thirteenth, uh, Scott Harvey fifteenth, yourself sixteenth, Ben Snell eighteenth, yeah. even after missing uh, a round or, Rounds, or two. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, and yeah. and the the funny part about that was coming into that when I checked it after the race, we said at the start of the season, Vic, with a very consistent start, eighteenth, eighteenth, wanted to become eighteenth, was eighteenth. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, with that last race, Ben Snell somehow with that update, Ben Snell pipped him by one point, right. got him down to nineteenth. So, um, but yeah, one stage there it was me, Vic, and Leon all next to each other. So, but we just got split up by. Um, by Jacob, uh, who did really well in his first season at 17th and, and Ben in 18th. Yeah. So, Teams yeah. points, uh, top split racing, you know, dominated this series, to be honest. Uh, uh, can I quickly just go back to the series points for a second? Yeah, sure. Everyone in Formula Skip Barber, just remember, season seven, you beat Christian Perez, okay, except for Ali, uh, Isaac Summers. <laughs> um, everyone else in the series got more points than Christian Perez. <laughs> So, well done to you all. You are better than Christian Perez. Anyway, go on to the teams. Yeah, so as I was saying, dominated by Top Split Racing. They cleaned house with positions one and two in the driver's standings. So, obviously, won the series standings as well. Uh, the team standings, rather. Uh, 111 Esports uh, managed to come home in second. Van Diemen Racing in third. Uh, Locked on iRacing podcast, myself and Matthew Mites. Uh, just got pipped by seven points in the end uh, for third place. In fourth, White Knuckle Racing fifth, LockedOnLads.com uh, sixth, The Man Cave Podcast seventh, Black Sheep Racing, oh. new acquisition uh, to the group eighth, 111 Esports Pink ninth, Van Dimmen Racing part timers tenth, Locked On Lads Discord eleventh, Team Mist Apex twelfth, and 111 Esports Green in thirteenth rounded out the team standings. 
That's it. So well done to everyone. It was a great season again and look forward to having a break from reading all the um, the stuff next week, but also uh, looking forward to previewing what's actually going to be coming up and, and yeah, putting in predictions, I assume. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we, we can go. do some predictions. Um, yeah, why not? Uh, so let's move on to Anne's car. Once again, we have Carl Withy has put together at last minute a nice little roundup. So he's included trucks this week, so we're back on a proper cycle now. Uh, so... Here is the full roundup from Anne's car. Take it away, Carl. Thank you again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Anne's car roundup here on Locked On iRacing. I'm Carl Withy, and I'm going to go through some of the results from this past week. We start off with round four of the Anne's car truck series from a very hot gateway. The 53 of Edward Foster would take pole position, but it was not long until the fast-charging Skurlock and Hedersheed would get past and battle for the lead of the race. We had a surprisingly long early green section of 22 laps, with some great close racing. But with a hot track and such close racing, a caution was sure to come, and it did, with Robbie getting loose on corner exit. This would see the pack head to pit lane for some fresh tyres and top up of fuel. Sadly, cautions do breed cautions, and we saw seven more yellows flying for the evening. The race ended with a nice 10 lap green sprint, with a close battle between second and third place men of Hedsheed and Micklemore. But Skurlock would take the win in the end, holding up under pressure from behind. The final results were Skurlock in first, Hedesheed in second, Micklemore third, Foster fourth, Urquio fifth, Williams sixth, seventh for Russell, eighth for Priest, ninth for Raymond, tenth for Rolock. With Foster moving to the top of the championship, four points above Hedesheed, 18 points down in third place is Nathan Clark, 29 points down is Josh Micklemore, with Michael Skurlock 32 points down in fifth position. The trucks head off to Chicago Land for the next round, round number five, and speaking of Chicagoland, that is where we went for Wednesday Night Thunder with the Xfinity cars. Round 4 of Xfinity Thunder series had a very strong field, with the 13 of Gallagher taking the pole position for the fourth round of the series. A small mistake by Gallagher in turn 2 saw him tag the wall and lose some pace, allowing his teammate Micklemore to take over the lead, with a fast-charging Hobson soon taking advantage and starting to hunt down the leader. As the race ran on, we saw a few cars choosing to come in for an early stop on around about lap 35. We almost saw a caution as Russell and Joshua Carroll Walden made contact, but kept it green, with Ryan Jones doing a great job to avoid a rejoining Jaden Russell, saving us from a caution. The rest of the field would stick it out to about half distance before pitting for their lone stop. Sadly, a technical issue would take out race leader Josh Micklemore. This helped move Brenton Hobson up to the lead after chasing the leader all night long. With green from start to finish, the race victory went to Hobson, with Douglas finishing second, Phelps finishing a strong third. His final results went Hobson, Douglas, Phelps, Skurlock in 4th, West in 5th, Traher 6th, 7th was Davidson, 8th Urquio, 9th was Gallagher and 10th was Norman Clark. With Gallagher remaining the leader of the championship, we saw big movement from Dave Douglas getting joint 2nd place in the championship with Ruben Phelps, 20 points behind, Micklemore sits 3rd, 26 points down, and finally Brenton West moved to 5th position, 28 points behind the leader. The Thunder Series heads to Texas next week. Finally, the Anscar Cup Round 16 was in the Californian mountains of Sonoma. Andrew Dyson saw 
pole ahead of his teammate Worley and Pearson. The Mitch Motorsport teammates of Gallagher and Micklemore would make contact into Turn 1, causing a large crash for the Crank Esports driver Chris Purnell, leaving him with a very damaged car down towards the back of the field. Many cars had issue with grip, as was expected with the tricky Summit Point track, but the DPR trio would lead from start to finish, with all three of their drivers taking turns out front. The battle for the lead was very hot towards the end of the first stint, with Worley overtaking his teammate before the first round of pit stops. The two leaders would put Pitt the same lap, leaving Pearson out to take the lead. Purnell would go on for a monster recovery in the race, showing his true pace. As the pit stops shook out, Worley would run wide into turn one, giving his teammate Dyson the chance to take back the place and finish the race in first. The final results was Dyson, Worley, Pearson in first, second and third, a DPR free place lockout. Skurlock was in fourth with Foster fifth, Purnell managed a great recovery in sixth, Gallagher seventh, eighth for Stockton, Martin was ninth, and 10th was Cracknell, gaining 15 positions in the race. The championship looks like this after 16 rounds. Skurlock's taken the lead, 8 points ahead of Pearson. In 3rd position is Micklemore, 11 points down. 4th is Jason Martin, 35 points off the leader, with Danny G in 5th, 53 points down. The Cup is taking a week off this week, however, but we will still be broadcasting. We still have some action for Thursday night, as we have the prelude to the Dream event running in its place. A one-off race at the Eldora Speedway, with the, the Dirt Pro Late Models running. This is a charity event to help raise funds for a brave young Neva to help her towards a new world wheelchair. We hope you can join us there on FGM Ecast, where we will be broadcasting the event, and there are a few spots free if you do fancy trying to get in. As ever, a big thank you to Locked On iRacing for their amazing support, and you can catch all the action from the Anscar series on FGM Ecast, your e-place for pace. And thank you very much for that, Carl. And keep an eye out for what's happening in Ascard next season. Very exciting stuff, as he mentioned. Uh, so let's go on to SNL Sunday Night Lights, the Formula Skip Barber Strength of Field done by Top Split. Now, we haven't got the race results this week because the YouTube video hasn't gone up, and Twitch is dead. There's no Twitch at the moment. So, congratulations to whoever stuffed that up. Um, so, we couldn't go back and watch the replay. Uh, we have got the season points total so do you want to take that one away Brayden? Yeah so as we said last week uh, Benny Simmonson unfortunately wasn't able to attend uh, the race at Long Beach because he had some real world racing to uh, take care of but that didn't mean that he wasn't uh, going to take away the Sunday Light, Light Sunday Night Lights Championship uh, from one point from the race winner I believe who was uh, Naoya Nagai, Nagai-san um, he came in in second, so one point behind Benny Simonson. Um, Loris Amadio uh, taking out third. Giuseppe Tellini in fourth. And then our very own Joshua Fitz-Johnston uh, coming in as the top ANZ driver in the Sunday Night Lights in fifth place. Uh, a couple of others, um, Brett McBurney seventh. Danny Blanco in seventh. Sorry, Brett McBurney was sixth. Uh, Tobias Ritt eighth. Sean McKenzie new Aussie car racer. He will be joining us for Aussie car this season in ninth. Donald Sabanel, 10th. Kawabe San. All these fast people, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> Julian Afray, Mark Jeffrey, um, and Russell Clark down in 17th. Also in front of Christian Perez. Shout out to Mark Jeffrey sitting there in 13th. Jesus Christ. Yeah, great job. Yeah. Well done. So yeah, um, and 
I guess uh, looking towards next season for Sunday Night Lights, we're going to team up with the Sunday Night Lights team um, and the team over at Top Split TV and provide you with um, a bit better review of those races uh, for the next season, which should be good. Yes, Alex McKellar himself was promised to help us out with that, so really looking forward to that. And thank you very much, mate, for the support. You've been an absolute legend. Uh, so let's move on to Pro Truck Showdown. As I've been mentioning a lot of times in the past, we haven't been able to cover this because we're running out of time. So we've teamed up with Justin Howe, and Justin Howe has recorded uh, basically hot off the press. He's just finished the race. He's going to jump in with us and record and tell us exactly what happened. So take it away, Justin. And welcome, Justin, to the podcast, the man behind Pro Truck Showdown. How are you tonight, mate? Yeah, good. A bit, uh, bit worn out after the race. Just jumped straight fresh into the podcast. Hit both here and, uh, yeah. Um, Ready to go. Sweaty armpits Ready and all. You've go. got me glory and all. <laughs> That's it. I, I can smell you. From, no, you can't smell you. From <laughs> so let's get straight into it. Pro Truck Showdown's just finished. What what happened? What's What happened in race one? Let's go straight there for starters. Look, um, I didn't see much from P10, to be honest. Uh, she was uh, a fairly hectic race for myself. Um, Brenton Hobson come home with the win. Uh, oh, Glenn Postlewaite. Yeah, Hobbo, he's got the pace. Uh, yep. His teammate, uh, Glenn Postlewaite, come in second. Uh, with Cooper Webster come in third. Uh, it was a mental wow. race. I could see some of it for a little, little while. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Caruso, Snell, Jaden Russell... Kai Turner, they were all battling real hard. Yeah, the the top eight were were having a crack. Um, I think later on in the race, the top four broke away a little bit. Um, uh-huh. So where did we race at this week? I probably should get onto that first because we had the Glen last week. Where were we this week? Uh, this week went to Brands Hatch Grand Prix. Nice. And uh, uh, did 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 you ever ch- want to chuck a round of just dirt in there, the Brands Hatch dirt? Just for fun? Uh, find the um, the grid too small to run rallycross, unfortunately. Would love to run ah, some rallycross. Uh, that's um, all good. Unfortunately, you can only run 16 cars. Um, we tend to run oh, somewhere around... Yeah. Tend to run that's somewhere okay. around 25, I'd mark. 20 to 25 on average. Uh, sometimes yep. a bit lower, but... Uh, once you start running some dirt too, some of the dirt guys come under the co- come out from under the covers and um, and have yeah, a run. So. No, they're too good. Keep them out of it. So we went on to race two. So what was the flip in the grid at that stage for race two? Uh, so race two, we run a uh, seven car invert. Uh, so that would have been the finish of race one. Um, the top seven get inverted. And uh, we come home with Cooper Webster. So that was another massive race. That was a uh, seven-lap race. Yep. Uh, sorry. That was a seven-lap race, yeah. And we had Cooper Webster in for the win. Uh, all very tight still. Uh, what do we have here? Uh, not even, yeah, nine hundredths of a second in between him and Caruso, wow. so the two oldest boys. And yep. then we had uh, Postlewaite, Jaden Russell and Ben Snell all within uh, that three second bracket behind the leaders. So they, uh, well, yeah, there was nothing between those three there. Uh, and then Brenton come home in six in the second race. 
Yeah, excellent. And how'd you go? Uh, I come in eighth. Yeah. Uh, so oh, a good result. Wasn't too bad. Yeah. Uh, the heat one come in uh, ninth, so stayed around the same. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. And the way they finished in race two was how they started race three. And how did that race end up? Uh, so, yeah, with the Altus boys, they cleaned it up once again with a one, th- uh, one hundredth of a second in that. Uh, wow. With <laughs> Glenn Possilwaite and the Synergy boys, uh in th- well, Glenn Possilwaite was third, and Hobbo was fourth, uh, yep. with a tenth between those guys. Then it was Mitch McLeod, Gregory Favell, Ben Snell, and myself, with Dan Stevens. Yep. That was the next little battle pack, actually. Mitch McLeod, Favell, Snell, and Howe. And that was massive. Yeah, we we actually got our elbows out a bit in that in that argument. I owed <laughs> Snell a few from uh, a few rounds back, actually. <laughs> And uh, yep. so we, we got the elbows out on that one. That was a great little fight. I can't wait to watch that on the stream. But, um, yeah, and round out the top ten for that was uh, Ryan Jones. So, no, fantastic oh, race. I've never heard of him. <laughs> Who's that bloke? <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> it's good to see him still racing, though. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, how, how, how are we going in the series? We don't have that yet. Uh, in the series, I've only done um, two, two points for last round so it's going to be the synergy boys i would say uh, yep. sorry the altus boys that are going to be pretty much up there so it was uh, jordan crusoe on 179 Jaden russell on 174 and cooper webster on 173 for round one that's the top three uh ben yep. snell 171 and mitch at 165 that's the top five there so um, okay yeah, it's uh, been very interesting round one and round two. Round two was another great, great batch of racing. So uh, looking forward to Where seeing that. Where do we that. head to for round three? Uh, round three, we don't know until Tuesday night, uh, Tuesday afternoon. Oh, really? Yeah, so... It's, How uh, exciting. It is, yeah. No, we, uh, no practice, good to see. Hours practice before the lo- like, at the lobby and then uh, we're into yep. it. Yeah, one lap qualifying, okay. so send your best and hope that you stick. And uh, that's it, yeah. So she's a Excellent. pretty action-packed format. There's no no real room for mistake, really. Yep, definitely. So anyone you want to shout out quickly before we wrap it up? Uh, just like to thank all the drivers for, for turning up each week and uh, enjoying the format. Um, started out as... Uh, doing it with a few mates and sort of it's ended up here with a few people that enjoy driving the series so uh, like to keep it going for the for the other people that turn up and uh, so I'd like to thank the drivers uh, actually like to thank you guys which is well overdue um, you supported me since uh, early inception of, of your podcast and, and uh, appreciate the interest in, in my series and um, and just no, the people behind the scenes that, that helped me get it all done. It can never be done yep. by one person, really. So, um, yeah, the, there's a couple of people that Brenton Hobson done the video for me, which was really nice. Appreciate that. And um, yeah, all adds to the quality of the, the series. Yeah. Excellent. So you can go catch that at SimSpeed Esports Network. Uh, on YouTube on Tuesday nights uh, at what 7:30 kickoff for that is usually. So, uh, it's uh, 8:30 for the broadcast. 7:30 pit pit lane opens. Yep. 
There it is. There you go. Because it would be. I've lost track of time altogether. But it is a stacked field this year, so definitely go watch some of the best races in Australia. Race it out in the, the trucks around mystery tracks every week. Uh, really good stuff. But thank you for your time, um, Justin, and we will catch you next week, hopefully, after the next race. Thank- Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, Justin. You are an absolute legend and we look forward to doing some more work with you in the very near future as well. Justin is helping us behind the scenes in a lot of stuff. So hopefully you see a bit more from him in the very near future. Uh, let's move on to the gentleman's racing leave. I pushed Ashley Phillip this afternoon and said, hey, we're recording early. What can you do? And he's like, nah. <laughs> and then later on, he's gone, oh, I found some time. So here we go. We've got a little bit of a write-up. So once again, I'll start, and then you're going after that, Braden. This is how we do it. We haven't even talked about this yet, but <laughs> up-and-comers, round seven, sprint series. Philip Clark took first, Luke Kimi came second, and James Catchpole got third. Well done. Uh, in the feature race, uh, Declan Reinhardt got first, Nathan McDowell second, and James Catchpole again in third. Ever consistent. Uh, top 10... That's it. Top 10 standings. Philip Clark in first. Luke Keemy in second. Daniel Reichardt third. Look at that. All of those guys doing well each and every week. Tom Rofey uh, has dropped out of fourth. Uh, Chris Budd in fifth. Vanessa Daly in sixth. Still going well there. Chris Kisby in seventh. Michael Ladder in eighth. Adam St. John in ninth. And then with these two very consistent results, James Catchpole has jumped into tenth. Yeah, so now what happened in the Stone Cold? Yeah, so the Stone Cold V8 series, the uh, top split went to Brands Hatch GP. Uh, Jackson Rehana uh, took away the sprint race from Michael Dumbro and Craig Roffey. Uh, and then the feature race, the second of the night, went uh, to Troy Cox, who won that one from Michael Hammond and Paul Wood. So congratulations to all those drivers. Uh, the top 10 standings are looking like Troy Cox from Craig Roffey, uh, Dave, David Kirby. Uh, rounding out the top three, and then Angus Cook, Paul Wood, Brad Doble, Joshua Robinson, Michael Hammond, Andre Yusuf, and Matthew Dench filling in the places up to 10th. I love how I'm starting to recognise these names and where they're going without even actually watching it. But in the GT top split in round eight, they went to Okahama International Circuit in the sprint race. Speaking of... Jade Wallace first. Speaking of names, you were starting to notice a lot. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Shane Wallace again in first. That's six races in a row, I think, once we finish the feature. John Merritt in second. Brenton Hobson, Hobbo, coming in third. In the feature, that man, Shane Wallace, yet again first. Hobbo into second with Brenton Hobson. John Merritt in third. Uh, top 10 is, you guessed it, Shane Wallace first. Maverick Benson in second. John Merritt in third. Chris Whitaker in fourth. Guy Leach in fifth. Richard Mitch- Mitcham in sixth. Andre Yosef doing well in this series as well in 7th. Brendan Whitaker in 8th. Paul Wood in ninth. Daniel Birchnell in 10th. Yep. And then the Porsche Cup top split went to Laguna Seca uh, with the sprint round being won by Rick Kuznetsov. Uh, second place, Lachlan Murphy. And third place, Alex Spinozzi, um, who I believe uh, is part of the Tech One Esports team. So shout out to them, former team uh, run by Julian Muki. Uh, and then the feature race uh, was won by Jordan Mulak, uh, second place Alex Spinozzi, and third place Andre Yusuf. Uh, the top 10 for that series looks like Rick Kuznetsov, uh, Aaron Cooper, Alex Spinozzi, Lachlan Murphy, Matthew Dench, Lachlan Lawler, Andre Yusuf, Craig Roffey, Paul Wood, and Jacob Todd. 
Quadro Yusuf is 7th, 7th, and ninth. Well done. Really doing well over there in the Gentlemen's Racing League uh, club. Sim club. Um, so, yeah, that rounds out that. Thank you, Ashley, for jumping in and um, getting that to us so quickly. You're a legend. Uh, we we'll look forward to bringing more to you soon. Now, the big thing that happened over the weekend was V8 Scops. Oh, you got it right. How good's that? Uh, so we had split two and split one happen, uh, and the racing was at Donington this week. Uh, so we got to catch up with one Reese Gardner, who's going to take it all through us. So he's Reese and us chatting about Scops. Well, take it away. And thank you, Reese Gardner, for joining us. This is the Scops coverage. Uh, what a race on the weekend. The the V8s went to Donington. And by the way, welcome, Reese, to the podcast. How are you going? Yeah, I'm pretty good, guys. Hope you're doing well and uh, keeping out of the cold. It's been very bitter in Australia at the moment in terms of temperature. It definitely has been. Uh, Braden is here as well, still joining me. How are you going, mate? I'm good. I'm good. But let's get right into the results. Let's start with what happened in... Super split two. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, from your eyes, Reese. obviously there was a big incident at the end, which obviously the whole last lap was amazing. But what was the lead up like to the last lap in Super Sprints 2s? Yeah, well, I mean, I uh, it's it's all a blur for me, you know. It was just such an action-packed race, but um, I think uh, Benjamin Smith with uh, with the mandatory pit stop phase uh, really brought himself to the fore, and he was doing incredibly well there at the front of the field. But uh, the likes of uh, James Shastenerf and um, Troy Maguire were really starting to catch up there at the very end and it just all went off on the last lap. We thought for uh, the time uh, the time being, myself and Sperry, uh, we thought that Kenneth Latter, uh, the pole sitter, was going to be out of contention but all of that battling between those guys in the last few laps really allowed him to catch up and then on the last lap it was like a fire keg going off. <laughs> it was going to... Um... The S's before the the main back straight, yeah. Basically, was it Ben Smith made a mistake, um, and then they all basically caught up. And James Chastanoff even came down the outside. From I think at one stage you guys said it was only the top two. Then all of a sudden it was definitely the top three had a chance. And then I think Sperry made made a comment that James probably had a shot as well. And then there it was. Mm-hmm. He's come down the inside into was it Melbourne hairpin? Yeah. Um, and. I think all four cars might have made contact with each other at some stage going around that corner and it was just the drag race to the final hairpin to um, to see who would win it. And in your eyes, what happened in that last corner? Well, um, I saw I saw James Shastenerf there going uh, up the inside into Goddard's. He was getting really massively squeezed on the inside. At the time, I thought that uh, that he might have uh, you know um, been a bit over aggressive and gone into Benjamin Smith. But looking back on it, um, it was just a really big squeeze, and I don't think Chasty could have done much different there. Um, it looked to me like Kenneth Latter was almost out of contention. He was uh, in the running there coming into to the Goddard's hairpin and he managed to just sneak uh, alongside Benjamin Smith on the run up to the start finish line and take victory there by four hundredths of a second. It was just a fantastic yeah. finish indeed. The three of them were only covered by three tenths. It was absolutely amazing finish and it was just that little bit of wheel spin that um, that I think Ben got out of that last corner that sort of cost him the the race in the end. Now, I'm looking through the penalties, and both 
uh, James got an incident uh, ten point penalty for that. Uh, I assume that's Melbourne hairpin, mm. uh, Melbourne corner, and maybe then uh, yeah, Ben Smith. Not too oh, sure. Maybe got her, Dick. Yeah, but then also Ben got a penalty as well. So everyone got wrapped over the knuckles for that. But yeah, you know, obviously a really good race and battles all the way through the field, um, which was really good to see. Any standout performances before we go on to uh, race one? Of Scops? I reckon um, Troy Maguire, his, uh, his pace in the middle phase of the race, catching up to Benjamin Smith was fantastic. Um, very, very good standout performance there from him. But I think uh, Kenneth Latter as well. I mean, he, he ran the pre-qualifying time good enough to get into that pole position for split two. And he was right there at the end. He took advantage of all of the chaos that was going on around him and just slipped through to take the win. Definitely. Well done to Kenneth Ladder. And we'll talk about you in a sec, I'd say, because I think at one stage I saw him with no rear wing. It was the best looking V8 I've seen in a while. No rear wing, no trunk. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, so in race two, um, Corey Webster doing a really good job this weekend and got pole. Uh, however, seemed to be having the race to himself with Caruso. Him and Caruso were doing really well mm. uh, until about the halfway mark when all of a sudden Caruso did a really good move on him and uh, got ahead. And it just seemed to be at that point where I think you both realised that Cooper Webster probably had a little bit of problems with his tyre wear. Is that how you saw it? Yeah, that was how I saw it. And um, it's it's something that we've seen happen all throughout the season so far. Um, the Altus Esports cars are incredibly good at the start of a race. They're just supreme in terms of their pace, but I- I'm not too sure what Trans-Tasman Racing are doing in terms of setup or driving style, but they seem to keep a more consistent pace in the middle to late stages of a race. And we saw that with Madison Down and Richard Hamstead there up at the top. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they ended up coming through in the latter stages of race one and split one and Cooper Webster getting shuffled out of the podium positions, which, uh, I I think he would have been a little bit dirty about because he certainly had magnificent pace at Donington. Again, he was the pole sitter. So yeah, I think Altus are going to come away with that thinking, yeah, maybe we should focus a bit more on, uh, keeping our tires in good shape towards the end. Having said that, Jordan Caruso taking victory. It's his, uh, his third Scops victory in 20 starts, and all of those victories have come in this season. So Jordan is uh, yeah. right on form at the moment. Madison Down and Richard Hamstead, championship one and two, managing to get on the podium down in second, Hamstead in third. And uh, fair play to them. You know They took advantage of Cooper Webster's problems when they happened and getting some good points on the board again. Yeah, some shout-outs too to Kurt Stenberg, who got his top 10 uh, starting in 18th. It was a really good drive. Him and Emily uh, drove really well together uh, and, and well done in getting 10th. But Andrew Andrew Dyson, 28th up to 12th. Avoided all the carnage, obviously, mm. in the start of the race, but extremely good drive from him as well. But Any other standouts that you saw? Um, I reckon uh, Corey Shepard as well. I mean, he started seventh, finished seventh, but uh, he's he's one he of those drivers. Battle, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He's he's come up really strong. Brady Myers as well. He started in twelfth and ended up finishing in sixth. So a really good fight up the field from him too. Yeah, excellent. So that then led us into race number two, which 
I guess, ended in a little bit of a predictable fashion with Madison Down winning by a second and a half, but that wasn't the picture. That didn't tell the whole story, did it? Because Madison really got pushed, I think, especially for those that first half of the race. Uh, I know strategy came into it, but uh, tell us about the moment when Caruso sort of almost, when basically Down came out of the pits and, and you realised Caruso was right there on top of him and may even get past him. Yeah, Jordan um, obviously pitting uh, pretty early there and we thought that he might get the undercut on Madison down in terms of pace. But yeah, Madison, he he is one of the most experienced and successful drivers in Australian sim racing and it really showed um, in race two. He battled with Caruso on track to try and get the lead back and he was getting shadowed by Caruso all the way and uh, ultimately, though, coming away with the win, which is uh, where we usually expect Madison down to finish, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. It was a, it was a good drive in the end. Um, Corey Webster, obviously, on the podium as well in third, and Richard Hamstand, the important part there for the championship, ended up in fourth. So valuable points there for, for Madison down at the moment. Uh, Jake Maloney in fifth. The big one, though, I, I thought that jumped out at me was Emily Jones. Career high, I believe, sixth place. Equal career high, yeah. She's finished sixth Equal. a couple of times before, but, uh, yeah, she's still just waiting to break into that top five. I was really impressed with her in race two, and uh, I think it's only a matter of time before she gets into a top five, maybe even a podium. She's uh, really starting to climb up. Definitely, and Bo Albert uh, seemed to be always in the action, but ended up getting a top 10 in the end in coming back in ninth. Uh, really good drive from him as well. Mm, yeah, definitely not bad for his first race in the V8 in something like six or eight months. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Albert's spent a lot of time out of uh, the supercar in iRacing, mostly focuses on his uh, sports car stuff. But yeah, I've got to give a big shout out to Bo to, uh, to get a top 10 on his comeback to the V8. Really good and playing a good supporting act for Altus. And before I get you any last comments on race two, I want to shout out as well Kenneth Ladder, uh, the winner from Super Split 2's 22nd uh, in race two. Very, very good job right there as well, especially considering the damage he took. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was race two we had the damage, so uh, very well. Anyone else stand out to you, Reese, before we wrap this up? I reckon Kurt Stenberg again managed to finish in 13th. A fantastic run from him. He seemed to be really strong at Donington. And um, I think uh, if uh, for, for James Scott and uh, and uh, Corey Shepard, um, I think they could have gotten a much better result than they did had they not come together on lap one. That was a real shame to see, but there's great potential there for them. Excellent. Thank you so much so much for your time, Reese. That's a really good wrap-up of uh, Scops. Where do they head next or next round? Uh, they're heading to Watkins Glen, the cup layout. It's the That's right, su- it is too. Yes, the super speedway <laughs> of V8 Scops. There's oh. drafts plenty. You're going to be seeing a bunch of cars in a draft train <laughs> on lap two, oh. and it's always super intense. I'm looking forward to watching that just for sheer mayhem that's going to come from it. I can't wait. Um, Any predictions? Caruso to win? Oh, look, I think Caruso is definitely going to be up there, but it is territory for Trans-Tasman Racing. They'll be helping each other uh, in qualifying, just uh, uh, getting the draft assistance as well. Um, So look out for them to be doing really well here too. Excellent. Thank you for your time, Reese, and we'll catch you in the interview that we may or may not have recorded on this Saturday. So keep an eye out for that Saturday at about 6.30pm 
uh, Reese's interview will go live. Definitely check that out. Thanks for your time, mate. We'll talk to you again soon. See ya. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, Reese to the G on Twitter and Southpaw Racer on YouTube. I almost forgot. Thank you for plugging that. Go check him out, everyone. See you later. Bye. And from Oval V8s to, sorry, from V8s around Donington to V8s around Ovals, we uh, take on the Kentucky Speedway in the V8 Oval Series, where Darren McKenzie took out the win and Ray- Raymond Yeager in second, uh, Barry Neal in third, Greg Spencer in fourth, Nicholas Walsh in fifth. Well done, all of you. Top seven on the on the top uh, on the lead lap still. Zero point zero four four seconds between first and second. Uh, with Darren leading for 38 laps, uh, Raymond Yeager for 32, but Barry Neal leading for 47 of the of the laps. So well done for the 134 lap, one hour and 11 minute race. Uh, six different leaders through there. So it looks like a few people like Aaron Dillon, Kay Donnelly and Michael Shaw. No, wrong one. Gary Wellman, uh, some very familiar Anne's car names there stayed out um, and and got some leading laps in there. Uh, and also, um, yeah, there's a few other very, very well-known names in there as well. So shout out to everyone who's doing the V8 Oval Series. And I believe they've got a TV broadcaster now. So uh, look out for that coming forward soon. Not a good night for uh, former bonus... podcast um, guest, Aidan Schulz. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't want to mention that. I saw the name and I, I skipped over that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 13th, started 10th, bad luck. Uh, no, Nicholas Walsh, big mover, started 12th, got to 5th. Um, Barry Neal picked up uh, three bonus points in there for pole position, led most laps, uh, one or more laps, sorry, lead the most laps. Uh, Aaron Dillon, very well with three bonus points as well for leading one or more laps, no incidences, and the fastest race lap. So well done, all of you. And that wraps up the results because I haven't even looked at Into Sim. Esports Network, speaking of Aiden Schultz, to get their results, I'm really sorry. Uh, we will carry that. Uh, forward to next week and cover that a little bit more in the Switch Up series. Uh, but let's finish this monster of an episode up. <laughs> We're going to be doing three hours worth of podcasting, plus the bonus content we're bringing up. It's going to be four hours of podcasting a week coming to you soon. It's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> uh, um, so let's let's wrap it up because I've got to go do some more stuff after this. Brain, what's coming up? Where can people find you, mate? Yeah, so uh, jump over on twitch.tv slash the1dwade if they ever manage to recover the website. I'm assuming by now it's probably back up, but <laughs> when we went to look at it before, it wasn't. I've uh, been streaming, yeah. uh, well, when I've got a bit of a chance, a little bit of uh, the Hunter Call of the Wild, and obviously some iRacing. I'm sure if I can manage to get all my work done, I'll be able to maybe try and jump in and stream a couple of these crazy races over the weekend. So... Uh, shout out to a couple of people actually uh, who have given me a follow over the last uh, week or so. Uh, thank you very much for doing that. Uh, Aussie Frogs, uh, shout out to you for the follow and also JMac Racing. So I'm guessing that's our JMac from Locked On Lads uh, Racing as well. John McHenry. I forgot to talk about his race as well. I will do that in a second in the outro. And then uh, hit me up at Braden Talks on Twitter to hear me whinging about all kinds of random things, mainly sport. <laughs> yeah, do that for sure. Uh, yeah, so shout out to Locked On Racing for starters. Obviously picking up two new people this week uh, in Leon Williams and Jeremy Bush. Shout out to the big man himself, John McHenry, for coming fourth around Bathurst in a, in a track he self-proclaimed not very good at. Out of 16, he was the only car to come home with a um, clean car. 
0x for 45 minutes around Bathurst in a Porsche Cup car is unbelievable. So very, very well done there, uh, including the leader. I was watching the, the coverage that they thankfully put up for us, which was really good to see, uh, even though the liveries were wrong. But anyway, um, the leader, 45-second lead over a 45-minute race coming down through the chase, then the right-hander to come down to Murray's, and then the right-hander got off on the dirt and spun um, and then put her in the wall with literally Murray's to go before he had to finish the race, uh, but luckily had a 45-second lead, one by 36 seconds with a damaged car. Uh, so shout-out to Force Racing League for putting that on. Uh, it was a really, really good race to watch. It was spread out, but there was definitely some good battles and some interesting collisions. Um, but, yeah, if you're interested in joining Locked On Racing, hit us up. Send us a message over there on Facebook. Locked On uh, Lads is the Facebook page. You can do that at. Hit me up in our Discord, which you can find through the show notes or lockedonlads.com slash Discord. We are very much interested in getting into more series and I'm happy to put on liveries for anyone and pay uh, entry fees for leagues. If you are interested, we do put up servers and practice. And look, we're a really good bunch of guys. I'm not just saying that. Like, we're already with John jumping into the team we've got a few new entries with Matty Joy coming back to the series in Formula V's uh Cal Heinrich has come on to race in the Formula V's for us as well uh we're, we're ever ever growing and we're definitely uh a group that's helping out each other as much as we can so um definitely if you're keen let me know and we can get something sorted out we want to be as everywhere um so look Find me at Wilco Shieldzone on Twitter. I just randomly put out pictures of cars, <laughs> our cars usually. Um, I'm not really engaging in much at the moment because I'm just too too much doing other stuff. But look, you can find me on Twitch at the moment. I've, twi- I've streamed the last two days. I'm doing day streams at the moment because I've got a little bit less work to do at the moment. So check them out. I've done Hunter, Call of the Wild, last two days. Hunter down some good animals. Locked on lads is the Twitch page. You can get me out. And shout out to all the people who followed me in the last couple of days too. He's had some six or seven followers in the last couple of days, which has been really good. So um, hopefully tomorrow, usually around 10am Australian Eastern, I get on for a couple of hours, get off about lunchtime, um, doing some some uh, racing tomorrow, hopefully. All things going well. Otherwise, I've got some other review games I need to do fairly soon as well. Um but yeah, also on Facebook, those streams go there as well. So definitely go find those two places. They're in the show notes. Uh, join me. I'm away this weekend though. So Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, will no content, unfortunately, because I'm away on the Gold Coast for the weekend. So um, yeah, that'll be it for me. Um, so yeah, like I said, if you're interested in doing any work with us, uh, we've got, we're, we're partnering with a fair few different broadcasters at the moment. So we're doing work with Into Sim, Esports Network, obviously, Pro Trucks, which we're, uh, just racing right now. We're, we're doing some stuff with them, obviously. Uh, we're, we're helping out Anne's car where we can, but if you want our help or you want us to do some stuff with us, if you've got some news or some results for us to cover, let us know. We've got some AOSC stuff coming up. Uh, in our news section, I'm going to be recording some stuff on that hopefully fairly soon. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're wanting to build this community around iRacing in Australia. We want everyone to be involved in it. But the Discord's the best spot to do it. LockedOnLads.com slash Discord or in the show notes. Jump in, say hello, don't be sky. Go to places like the Hunter's Lodge. Check out what kind of animals we're taking. Check out the Rubin Sun is Racing channel if you're into racing stuff. And then you've got the Shell Meat AFK channel. 
what you're drinking, show us your meat. Did I say that already? Because it's just show us your meat uh, and the memes channel. There's all this cool stuff in there, so definitely go check it out. But that's it for us this week. We'll be back on Sunday with a really cool interview with Reese Gardner, which I'm really looking forward to because he's a fascinating man. And I think that one will go over the hour if he lets us. Um, but yeah, definitely um, go check that one out if you can uh, on Sunday. That'll actually probably release early because it's Max Bant's weekend, which we didn't even put in the news. So uh, we're going to put that early because he's obviously part of, a big part of that. So check out that. And we'll be back next week with uh, week 13 wrap up as well. But Braden, you've been a legend. We'll talk to you next week, mate. Drive safe, drive fast. 